I want people to feel like they are connected in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I like that. This is a production of Zoomix Radio. Okay, so Zoomix Radio is important because que ofrece espacios para diálogo y escuchar diferentes voces. Esta es una producción de Zoomix Radio. We are a community station powered by youth. And thank you all for joining us again to Beyond the Bracket. We've made it to episode four. I keep being surprised that we people keep listening, keep tuning in, and enjoying the stuff that I'm putting out. For those who have not tuned in with us before, Beyond the Bracket is primarily an interview show highlighting the Boston players of the fighting game community. We'll, every week we bring in a new, amazing, and awesome person from our scene. Just get to know them a little bit more and... Find out what they're doing when they're not mashing their crush counter buttons, setting up their set play, and all of those things. And I am your host, Ram Bam, Ramzel, whatever you want to call me. I'm okay with it as long as it's one of those two names. And I'm here every week bringing you all these amazing people. And we have one particularly amazing person today. And I'm super excited to have this person on because his smile brings joy to my life every single day so can you please introduce yourself hey guys i am luke ehrlichman or noonches as you'd like to call me uh either or uh very glad to be here thank you so much for inviting me i got this message last night when i was at work and i was i was ecstatic frankly i'm i'm honored to be here and uh you know it really means a lot that you see me as you know a beacon in the uh in the boston fgc that you would have me come on here, especially so early. You know, you're only on the fourth episode, so. Well, you know, it's not so much that, you know, not that you're not a beacon, but I think you're just a good pal, and I uh, appreciate that, and so I wanted you to be here. You, uh, you even slept on my couch. I did. Um, good times. Yeah, that's a fun little story. I uh, crashed on his couch to make a flight in the morning, and then I ended up sleeping through the flight, so that was. I That's probably one of my biggest sorry. fears. Yeah, you're talking was... When you were, you were talking earlier about having fever dreams of missing this show. Yeah. That's like one of my biggest fears is I sleep through an alarm and miss a flight. It was like one of those things where we got back from balance patch at what, three, four in the morning. Like it was late and I was like fully energized. Like I at no point was like thought I was going to sleep. Yeah. You told me you were like, you you have internet. I want to torrent some things. I want to watch some TV. I I remember I put on some Netflix show (laughs) and I was wide awake and then I was watching it. And then next thing it was an hour past my flight. (laughs) Like I don't remember how. Because it was one of those things where I would always set an alarm if I thought I was going to sleep. But it was like, I don't remember. I, like, fell asleep sitting down, like, with me. Like, just, like, <laughs> just like at, you're at the dinner table, just eyes yeah, closed. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happened. That's okay. But, yeah, I ended up being able to catch a flight later that night, and I got to hang out with my brother and his dog. So, nice. Yep. You got to hang out with Ike for the yeah, very I first did. time. I haven't seen. He's a big boy now. He's a huge he's boy very now. Long. I'm, I'm waiting for him to get a little bigger. I want to thicken him up a bit. Ooh, okay. You know, extra padding. He has a lot of skin that he needs to yeah. fill in. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that he has a little, a little flap little, on the side. droopy on his tummy. That's yeah. okay. Well, yeah. um, hopefully he keeps growing. But speaking of Ike, we can't actually properly start this show without talking about your cat. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, can you introduce us to your cat real quick? Uh, so her name is T, uh, named after the train, because um, I thought it'd be key. I'm pretty sure I'm moving out of Boston either this year or next year. I got her last year, so I thought it'd be cute to sort of pay homage to Boston and the T that got me around Boston. 
So no, that's and it's like of, a nice little cat name. I don't know. It is. I, I um, if, yeah, names that have like a kind of like an upward inflection yeah, are really yep. good. And I read that apparently um, names that have like a high pitch at the end help cats hear it because their ears respond more to high pitched uh. frequencies. I watch a lot of cat videos. Like, no, no, no. It makes sense. You you can't name a, a cat like yeah. Yo Bub yeah. Bub, and just yeah. like it's like a low kind yeah. of yeah. you know where you, where you have like single syllables that kind of pop. Mm-hmm. Cats will respond to it like a like a Sandy. Yeah. Yep. Ex- uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sandy's uh, Ricky. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Anything that ends with like a little high pitch, like up, like it helps their ears pick it up. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Uh, your cat's amazing. Yeah. From based on what I've seen on the internet and all of those yeah. things, uh, if your cat was listening right now, what would you want to tell T? Um, I'm proud of you. I'm very happy. I wish um, you would stop running around my apartment at four in the morning. But <laughs> um, and yeah, the story of how I got her is kind of crazy. Um, so I was like thinking about adopting a cat a couple months before I moved out of one of my apartments in Boston, mm-hmm. or not even adopting. I was thinking about fostering. So I go on like Craigslist or something and find this guy. And um, he works at a show. No, he had credentials. And okay. So it wasn't like a random dude with cats. <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm going to be out of town. Can you take yeah. care of my cat and just keep it? <laughs> so he had credentials and stuff. So and then I talked to him and pretty much the next day he brings me this cat. And this thing was like, it was just a demon cat. I think I feel bad. This wasn't tea, right? No, this was not. This was the one before. Um, I think I met this. This is so one I met. It got... No, because she was stuck in my, not stuck, she was hiding in my wall for literally eight weeks. That is not a joke or an exaggeration. She was in my (laughs) wall for eight weeks. There was a little um, pipe or like a little gap in my wall that I couldn't even fit my hand through that was for um, like the heating unit to come through like the main boiler room. And she got into there and she just would not leave and she was just in my wall just Doing who knows what <laughs> in there for eight weeks. Playing auto chess. And then probably. <laughs> um, and then eventually how we got her out is um, the guy ended up coming. And we had to saw a hole in my wall, which I have a video on my phone of. We had to saw a hole in my wall. And that didn't work because we still couldn't get her out because the hole went pretty far back into the wall. Okay. So how we had to get her out is I was I was weak and I kept feeding her. And I was le- leaving little cans trying to coax her out, but she would like manage to bring them in, bring them in with her little paw. Or I noticed like at one point um, when I was gone, she snuck out and like drank out of my toilet. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> Wait, how did you tell? How could you tell that? That like, the, um, she had like because she used the litter too, and she had like litter stuff all over her. So I could like see a trail going yeah. from like the litter to the toilet, then back to the to the hole in the wall. Right. And I couldn't block the hole in the wall because it was like I can't describe. It wasn't like a hole. But it was just very weird. But I ended up, um, we cut a hole in the wall, and then we got a little like tra- like a little weighted trap where she would step on it and close. And we put some food in it, and then waited like another week. And mm-hmm. then she came out and got stuck. And then we took it. And then <sighs> I ended up. I was like, yeah, I'm probably not getting a cat after that. And then the guy hit me up like two weeks later, and he's like, hey, I have this cat here. It's really sweet, and she's gonna get put down if no one adopts her tonight. And, like, what do you want me to say no to that? Right. That's such like, a, a hard, like, like guilt-inducing yeah. statement. So um, I say yes. And from the day I got her, she was just, like, the sweetest little angel. Oh. And, yeah, she's just, uh, just a, know, up, she's up. super affectionate. Now, she's, like, at the point where when I'm home, she won't leave my side wherever I am. Like, if oh. I'm playing a game, she'll, like, pull, she'll sit up on the chair next to me and, like, watch or she'll sit behind me. That's cute. And then uh, when I'm gone, she's like a dog. She sits by the door waiting for me to come home. That's a good animal. 
And yeah, I took her on a walk for the first time. Did you actually. like like leash and everything? No, she just won't leave my side, so she just walked near me. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. I I sometimes worry about Ike yeah. when he like he's like very he generally listens and he likes being around me, but he also just is explorative still and he's like kind of puppy phase. But that's kind of amazing that yeah, you and you and that cat had that instant bond. Yeah, no, it took it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was instant. Mm-hmm. There were like a few months where she was like a little Heidi and mm-hmm. yeah. And she's still a little shakier on new people, right. I think, because she was from a shelter, and the guy didn't know why she was there. So I'm going to assume she was probably abused a little bit before getting sent to the shelter, and she has some trust issues. Totally. but That'll happen. Yeah. So I want to learn a little bit more about tea and all the kind of cute animal things that animals do. So okay. I'm going to run through a f- couple things. I just want to know more about tea. Okay. Absolutely. What is tea's favorite place to hide? Uh, place to hide or just chill? Let's go with hide. Hide under well under my bed just because it's like the darkest, hardest place to get to in my room. Um, in my old apartment, uh-huh. there was like a little gap in the floor bet- under the kitchen counter, and she would hide under there only when she was like really scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have any like holes in my wall. In my <laughs> I had two different holes in my wall in my old apartment. You need yeah. to get that looked at. Yeah. Well, thankfully well, it's, you not, don't... it's not. Yeah, I don't live there anymore. Thank goodness. But, yeah, this place is cheaper and doesn't have holes in the walls. So, nice. Yeah. Um, is is T into ripping things apart? No, she she is literally an angel. She is so well behaved. Oh, okay. Um, no, she. I'll, I'll put her like clothes or pillows next door. She just she she just chills. Put your homework next to. You're hoping yep. she rips it up. Nothing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a person! Perfect person. Yeah. Uh, favorite place to snuggle. Favorite place to snuggle. She it rotates a lot actually. Um, so a big one is uh, I have a little sofa behind my computer, and mm-hmm. she likes to sit there. Okay, and then I um I leave out clothes for her because she likes my clothes and she likes the way um feels like no like my smell. She has like this weird thing, um like when when I was in L.A., which mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about later. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my parents were taking care of her, and I gave them a shirt of like a an old shirt of mine to wear, and it was like her favorite thing. Like she would always snuggle next to it. Oh, so good. That's a that's a good guy. If, yeah. You know, we usually say good boys yeah. to to dogs, but that's a yeah. that's a good girl. Yeah. Um. What is? Does she have a favorite toy? Um. Yeah, I have like a little. I don't even know what it is, but. It's like a little bone with catnip in it, and she likes that a lot. And then I have a laser pointer that – so I, I try and give her some exercise. She's, oh, definitely. Uh, that's one. She's kind of blowing up like a balloon right now. Um, <laughs> well, good thing you took her on that walk. Yeah, that's what I, I was trying to exercise her a little bit. Yeah, the, the laser pointer – yeah, animals go yeah. crazy for laser well, pointers. Well, when I got her, she was like severely underweight. Mm. And then the first few months I had her, I couldn't find a food that she really liked, so she wasn't eating a lot. Mm. And then when my, my parents had her, they found this food that she, like, loved, and now she won't stop eating. And I think she's, like, almost doubled her body weight since I left for L.A. I guess it's, but, uh, you know, better than being underweight. Yeah, I would say she's, like, on weight or slightly overweight, but not, like, concerningly overweight. Okay, no. that's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen some yeah. round cats. No, she's, <laughs> she's a little rotund when you look at her. Else, but, but she's comfortable. All right. Not too concerned. If your cat... Mm-hmm. Decided to, you know, pick up the family business and become a, a epically fighting game player. Ooh. What game would she play and who would she main? Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, 
I think she would be a Skullgirls player. Skullgirls? Yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. I, I had a strong feeling. Just, there's something in her face. Like, you know, like when I go to tournaments and see like Skullgirls players, there's just, she has that kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Like what, sometimes when she looks at me, she just looks like a Skullgirls player. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure what that vibe is, but I agree with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with Skullgirl characters? A little bit, but I, I don't know who she would main. Like I've played Skullgirls before, but I don't know who she would main. That's okay. Hmm. Um, I guess last thing I kind of want to know What's your favorite part about having tea? Um, I think just that feeling of coming home after a long day of work in class mm-hmm. and just knowing there's someone there waiting for me, happy to see me. And, you know, just the little, and- you know, when I come home, she runs off the, she, like I said, she always waits for the door. She comes off the sofa, starts like headbutting me and meowing. Oh, there's something yeah, you know? really, yeah. I, I sometimes struggle with like certain cats. Uh, just because I I don't really know like how to like connect, but when there's like just an affectionate cat that like you know there's like the head rub and everything yeah. like that, I yeah. my heart melts. Yeah. What do you feel is the most like challenging part of being like a cat owner? Um, uh, I have to say that this cat specifically is very low maintenance. Like she's oh, okay. like, you know, I just feed her, change her litter and water, and she's fine. You know, she's she's great, and I'm I'm very busy right now. I work full time with mm-hmm. class. But yeah, she's great. Um, hardest part, I would say, um, like keeping them entertained and you know not, and keeping them happy. You know what I mean? Totally. Because they need to do more than sleep. You know, they need to feel loved and mm-hmm. like they have someone to to come home to and play with them and stuff. Nice. But that's yeah. cute. I love it. Well, T, if you're listening out there, between your your Hearthstone matches. Let let it let it be known that your dad Luke loves you. I do. Oh, well, one more thing I want to add, just to say, just to add how smart she is. Uh huh. So, um, when I am playing games on my computer, she obviously knows that uh, she's not going to get attention. <laughs> I think Ike you know, knows that too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she'd I'd be playing, and then she'd try and get some attention. I wouldn't, and then she she noticed that. And then when I used to play League of Legends, I'm pretty sure she's so smart that she figured out. No, I'm certain at this point that she's so smart that she figured out what the end game screen in uh-huh. League looks like. Because every time I think she noticed that every time that screen popped up, I would pay attention to her. Mm. So she's so smart that every time she saw that screen, she would come up and like jump up into my lap and rub against me and ask for oh. attention without me even turning around. Like she would just sc- see that screen and like know that. That's I'm amazing. Able to give her what a what a very observant yeah. animal. Yeah. Dang, she's great. Animals, man, yeah. they're so smart. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're planning her birthday party right now. Oh yeah, excited. You guys want Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, I think I'm going to get her some sort of, like, cat cake or something. Oh, yeah. They definitely deserve little, that. Yeah. And you're going to get party hats? Oh, of course. Like a little... Yeah, a little thing yeah. put on her head. Nice. Well, I love Tea already. I love her so much. Yeah, I hope to meet her. She's precious. Before, before you guys make the big trip to somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, we've known each other for about, I would say, like, two years, a year yeah, and a half? Year, year, or t- yeah, I'd say two years. Two year years. And... Yep. uh from getting to know you, leave, you live a pretty intriguing life. I gotta say, Do I? you 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 just seem to exude a sort of a sense of just like kind of just a lot of fun. And I I, I kind of I always try to get on your level just a little bit because you're kind of you're you're like a genuinely nice person. You're pretty pleasant to be around, and you're always just trying to have a good time. And I, I think I am. I, and I think sometimes people get too caught up in some things and whatever is happening in their life, and it sometimes presents an energy and you present a positive good vibe I, I try my best wherever i go to just be like an approachable presence and just make people feel comfortable you, I, and i appreciate that but you also just have very weird experiences in your life that i, I think i do have a lot of good stories and i i 
yesterday when I was doing some bit of research, I pulled out a couple of nuggets from your Twitter account of things that I'm just, oh, I, I'm just very confused as to why this is happening to you because my life is not as goofy as yours, I would say, and yeah. I just need I need to hear the full context of what's happening and how did you feel experiencing this okay so you ready for the first I one am. yeah i'm excited to have my old tweets dug through oh yeah i, I yeah. definitely do. that's why i was able yeah. to pull up the <laughs> the combo breaker thing yeah i loved. <laughs> it was so funny all right so the first tweet yeah uh you were getting solicited by a nigerian scammer oh that just happens but, yeah yeah so i'm gonna read it out loud and i just okay. want i just need need you to experience this because yeah. or at least everyone everyone needs to hear this yeah. very specific tweet so i have it up <clears throat> I want you to trust me. I guarantee you that will not pay any amount of any money. Again, this is the only fee you're going to pay. I swear with my life that if any other fee gets involved in this delivery, I will be the only one to pay it. I put my family life underline that I, if <laughs> that part. Can I cut it? So I think he was trying to say on the line. Oh, I know 100%. He knows the phrase. Yeah. But so that one, I, I kind of had a like crack. When people say bone up the teeth instead yeah, of bone, bone up. <laughs> Exactly. I put my family underline that if you do not receive your fund today, all my family will die. All right. So I'm just going to pause right there because he just escalated yeah, the situation. Right? I'm not responsible for this man's. Di- also, I don't. So what does that mean that he put them on the line? What is the line? Well, underline. Yeah. What does that mean in this scenario? Yeah, because if, if if you're on the line, that means you're at risk of something. If you're yeah. under the line, does that mean you're yeah. not at risk? <laughs> or what would over the line mean? Like you're extra safe? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I just, I don't know what that means that he did. Like He only wanted $50 to, <laughs> of a Google Play card. Google Play card? <laughs> <laughs> That's so I was just genuinely confused at this whole story. Um. Yeah, here. So, did you respond? I did. Well, that was my second response. Oh, so um, the other day, um, I was writing an essay at work, mm-hmm. and I used like Google Drive for my essay, mm-hmm. and then um, I used my school account, which to get into a school account on a different computer, which I have to do every time I go to work, you have to, um, I have to use an app on my phone. It's like a security thing, right? To verify and then my phone was broken, and I was getting it fixed at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to log into like an old, like throwaway Google account, so I could use Google Drive right. to, to write my paper. And then I was like looking through all my old emails and like stuff like that, <laughs> and random because this was the account I probably had when I was in like middle school, high school, like right. old account, like. Um, and then I was going through the thing, and I was like, wow, I have a lot of spam emails. And then I had so many of those, and I was like, wow, I got one like two days ago. I've so never received like these types was, of emails. I was, I was excited when I got one. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen one. Like, I see them on the internet all the time, people like messing with scammers. But um, so uh, he, he hits me with the, like, uh, I'm about to go to the bank and give you an $89 million check. Um, <laughs> I you, just need your routing number. <laughs> and then he says, send me your information or something for your wiring number. So I think I say I'm Jake Paul and that I live at 1600 Vine Street in L.A. <laughs> Vine Street. Yeah. Um, and did he respond afterwards? And then that was the response he gave me, just straight up. This is like... This is like, all I say is, hi, I'm excited to get my money. Like, I'm Jake Paul, etc. <laughs> and then he just hits me with that. I just, like, thought... It, it's, like, pink. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's very, it's very confusing. It was, it was almost like he... Co- it was like a quoted, like a quoted yeah. email that he just copied and pasted yeah. into it. And I don't think it's a bot. 
I no, don't know. I, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think I think this person is just realizing, because, you know, a lot of tech companies nowadays are realizing automation when it comes to customer service is not the way. Yeah. And I think this person understands that and says, saying, if we want to scam these people, we need to be face-to-face with our consumers and we need yeah. to talk to them directly. And then I responded. I hadn't actually checked. You know, I'll check my email right now and see if I've gotten a response because I logged into that email on my phone to, to check this because, you know, I'm... You know, you got to make sure you're keeping up with your fans. So while you do that, I'm going to pull up the next thing. And I just want to learn a little bit about it. You've recently engaged in high-level Hearthstone Arena streams. Yes. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, let's talk about it. What's, how's that been going? Um, I haven't actually gotten a chance to stream in a couple of weeks. I've just been so busy. I work full-time. I work 40 hours a week mm-hmm. with classes. And, um, you know, I get home at, you know, 11, 12. And you're night. trying to play with tea. And yeah, I'm usually just trying to veg out. And, <laughs> um, but uh, I have been going for the Hearthstone Arena leaderboards the past mm-hmm. couple months, which has been probably maybe the hardest thing I've ever done in my video gaming career. <laughs> way harder than playing Birdie. Way harder. <laughs> but uh, so the way it works is um, if you guys aren't familiar with Hearthstone Arena, it's uh, you draft a deck based on um, certain cards that it offers you. Mm-hmm. And then your run, end, or your arena run, as it's called, ends when you get three losses or 12 wins, right? Okay. And then you get, like, in-game rewards based on how many wins you get. And then the leaderboard um, takes your average win rate. So if you mm-hmm. get, you know, um, seven wins, and so if you do two runs, you get seven wins, three runs, mm-hmm. then you'll have a five-win average because it's 10 divided by two, right? Right. So then... It takes your best 30 consecutive runs in a month. So the idea is that you can do one run in a day mm-hmm. and get it. And then divides it up. And to get on the leaderboards, the lowest is usually 6.70 or 6.80 per mm-hmm. month, which is very difficult right. to get because... um, You have to have like near-perfect records every day. Yeah, you have to have over a two-thirds win rate, which in a card game is very, very difficult. Right, because there's a, there's a bit of chance that is involved. With- there's a bit of chance, and you have to just consider that everyone else is just like... You're just on, you're on such an equal playing field that mm-hmm. it makes it so much harder to be better than your opponent. Right. Like in a fighting game, you typically win just if you're better. But in Hearthstone, there's so many other things you have to take into account in, right. in card games especially. And another way I look at like the, how good your win rate has to be is um in constructed mode mm-hmm. where um there's no like, you know, uh limit to how many times you can play a deck. Mm-hmm. Um you can get legend, which is the highest rank, mm-hmm. with a fifty point one percent win rate That's- if you just play enough. Because you can rank up if you just put 12 hours in a day with a 50.1% win rate, you can be the highest rank in the world technically. And then you look at most Legend players, and if they have a 55% win rate, that's like good. Like a 55% win rate is like solid. Whereas if you look at a Hearthstone Arena, if you have a 55% win rate, you're looking at like 3.2 wins. And then that like that's terrible. Like 3.2 is laughable. So <laughs> makes you a guffaw. Yeah, no, you're a, you're a jabroni if you have a 3.2 <laughs> win rate. Um, so like, where are you like at? Six, so un, I was so close. Um, I it was really unfortunate. My first two runs, I started out and I had a uh, I had two really bad runs in a row, and then I started doing really well after that, and I got up to 6.4, okay. which is right to the point. Where, like, if I had a couple good runs, mm-hmm. I could have done it. Mm-hmm. And then I had an 03 run, which is the worst you can do. And it just, like, it brought it down to, like, 
5.9. So I think I got it up to like 6.1, but mm-hmm. I just don't have the time or right. wherewithal. It's so exhausting. I'm try, yeah, it really is. And it's just like, it's so much focus. And But yeah, like I think my winner, it was like 68%. Mm-hmm. But Nice. Well, I'm rooting really, for you. It's really, yeah, I'm going to try and get in April. Um, hopefully, I think when school ends, hopefully I'll be able to stream more and I want to start streaming some auto chess and nice. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely connect you with my friend who's a huge auto chess yeah. person right now. So next thing I, I stumbled across, yeah, I, I don't know if it's your current job at you know doing concierge, but somebody yes. was searching for Nicki Minaj's age excessively. Excessively, yeah. <laughs> like, like it was 20, 20 yes. or so. <laughs> did you find out whoever did that? Um, yes, I ended up because I my so my job is um I'm a concierge at um some high end apartments, and. There's not really a lot to do. Basically, our job is just to be present at the desk in case someone needs me. Right. So in about seven and a half out of my eight-hour shift, I'm just chilling. So I <laughs> Chilling just, with the boys. Yeah, I just go on the computer, and one of my favorite things to do is check the search history because there's some odd people <laughs> that work at my job, and one of um, the uh, – yeah, one of the things was just – a page full of Nicki Minaj age. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like, you know, you listen to a Nicki Minaj song and you're like, how old is Nicki Minaj? You Google it and you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. This, this guy was really just like, he needed to He was know. mashing the he search was, button. Like, he was confused. Yeah. It just didn't believe like, yeah. she's what? Wrong. Let me search it again. Wrong. Search it again. So that was really, and it, the strange, questionable internet history does not stop there. Um, there was one I remember this girl was trying to search how to sue people. Um, and it was like, how it was like, where does blank live? How to sue? And then she searched like the actual person's name, like Googled how to sue. Yeah, because Google has that information. Yeah. <laughs> it's strange how people that aren't, don't really know how the internet work use right. Google. Like they think you can just like search how to, I don't know. Yeah. It, it is interesting seeing the way people interact with the internet. Totally. Know. Yeah. It's very bizarre. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next thing I have is you posted an L.A. update. I think it was your first day in L.A. And there's just a fat steak on the grill. How was that experience? Um, it was great. That was my first. Like I think, yeah, it was my first night in L.A. And um, we where, had. Where were you specifically? Hollywood. Okay. Um, which overall, I did not like Hollywood. It's, um, I got to say, it's not a great place to live. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of real people live in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about L.A., they're not really referring to Hollywood. But Hollywood's not a nice place. Don't let the movies fool you. Oh, I never but, believed that it was a good place. <laughs> I'll, I'll say the view was absolutely beautiful. But mm-hmm. the view is the type of thing where you see it a couple of nights and you're, wow, that's beautiful. And then, you know, you get accustomed to it and realize how awful the city is that you're living in. Oof. But, but how was that steak, though? It was good. I mean, I make a great steak. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw. I, I was scrolling through Twitter, and there's a lot of steak eating that you do. I, yeah. Um. Or over the or, yeah last summer, I did the keto diet, so I was cooking a lot of meat. Oh yeah, yeah. I d- I did that last year. Oh, did you? It was yeah. good. I, I lost like 20, 15, 20 pounds in Same. three months. Yeah. yeah, it was good. And then I came to LA, stopped doing keto, and just blew up like a balloon. It's okay. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll get back on it before you head out again. Yeah. All right. This next one was just a funny picture that I saw of you. It's just I think you just you just present a a goofy aura, and it was you. Arms folded with behind or in front of a, a phrase which says, gamers don't die, they respawn. Hashtag rise up, hashtag hardcore gamer. Um, I just love Where were you? Um, so that was the, I forget the name of it, but the FGC venue in Rhode Island. Um, okay. 
I forget the name of it. Oh, but... is it X1? X1 yes. Yeah, I remember there's some sort of X in it. Yeah. But I just love the thing of, like, gamers taking themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's something I especially see with the whole esports movement of people. And even in the FGC, it's a little prevalent. People just... Like, you're playing a video game. Like, I get it's serious and mm-hmm. all that, but people take themselves a little too seriously. I mean, yeah, e- even for, yeah. like, any career. Like, sometimes yeah. you, you shouldn't take yourself so seriously. And it's just stuff like that was just so goofy. <laughs> you, you do a very good job at noticing things and then kind of just I, I love being ironic or, I, I really or want, cynical. I want to make some sort of, like, YouTube channel or stand-up where I, like, make fun of YouTube videos or things I see, <laughs> but... We'll we'll see one day. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. And the last one uh, was an interesting one. I I don't know where you were, uh, but your your caption was how it feels to get caught in a monkey business Mika mix up in the corner, and it was yeah. Uh, it was a video strictly. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is a different one. Never mind. Um, <laughs> this is I, you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, where were you? What was so that? We were at the Heart Attack Grill in Vegas for Evo. Okay. And uh, Monkey Business is. Uh, I hope he'll probably end up listening to this eventually. Uh, he was my FGC mentor coach. He's the guy that got me into fighting games. Is the reason I'm here today. Nice. And uh, he's a very good Mika player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the type of Mika player where if you're in the corner, he lost. Like yeah. He's, he's very good. Yeah, if you're a Mika play and you don't win out for getting cornered, yeah. then you're not a good Mika. Yeah. So um, at the Heart Attack Grill, their thing is like, their their whole like marketing thing is like a hospital and nurses because and all that. The, it's like the food's so like heavy. Yeah, the food's so bad that it's going to send you to the hospital is like the uh. idea. That's like their whole marketing thing. Um, and then their thing is if you don't finish your meal, they spank you. Okay. That, yeah. So everybody gets spanked? If I mean, you don't finish your meal. meal. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Matt didn't finish his, and uh, that happened, so it was just a video of... Uh, Him uh, getting... I just love stuff like that, like taking it out of context. Yeah. Like, what? So it was just a video of Matt just sitting there, just getting spanked, because that's how it feels when you're in the corner. Yeah, spanked, I, you know? I got to say, I'm surprised they're still spanked. in they're still in business, yeah. and they're that's like people love that stuff. I don't think that place could... I don't think that business could run anywhere else other than Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. It's it's goofy. Yeah. All right. The yeah. last one that I have for you <laughs> is, uh, I believe it's an email you received from one of your college yes. professors because yes. you recently, I guess, Birdie got nerfed, I think, mm-hmm. season three. Yes. Season three. Real and bad. you were getting put to sleep harder than uh, some of the classes that you take at Emerson. And Martin Roberts emails you, hi, Lucas. I noticed that you seem to be having difficulty staying awake in our in class earlier today. And just wanted to remind you of my zero tolerance policy on sleeping in class as laid out in the policies and procedures document on Canvas under pages. I understand that the reasons for this are usually outside the class itself, but it's really a waste of your own time as well as unnecessary distractions to both to myself and other students. Could you please do something about this for our remaining classes? Thanks, Martin. Yeah, so I remember that very well of getting that email. So I do remember in that class, I was kind of dozing off. It's uh-huh. the point, you know, when you're dozing off, you're not sure if you're actually asleep or not. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're really trying really hard to stay yeah. like, open. So it was up. one of those. And I do know for a fact that apparently I have some snoring issues. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to. Oh, go yeah, on. I do remember this now. You do snore. <laughs> yeah, we've slept in the same hotel room. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what causes that, but. Um, you know, it happens. Yeah, so what I I don't know this for certain, but I think if I was just chilling, just catching a quick Z, he wouldn't have sent that email. <laughs> so what I think happened 
if I was just chilling in the classroom. <laughs> just sprawled out. Just sprawled out. <laughs> Drew will come just out the mouth. So loud. And then like, he's just trying to teach it. I'm just. Ooh man, that's probably so that, the distraction. It's yeah, not you know. The, it's not just me. You know, if I'm just chilling, just quiet, yeah, snuggled up, face in the desk, whatever. You know. Yeah. But I assume I was really just, <laughs> just letting them have it. Oh my goodness. So I just thought that was funny. Um, I think the reason I was so tired, I was working at Balance Patch then, and I would get home at like three fifteen in the morning on school right. nights. It stays but, up open late. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, you made it through that class. Yeah, I did. I think I got got a B and get got out of there. You know, that's all you can yeah. ever ask for. Well, thank you for. Oh man, that was fun. I forgot. I haven't gone through my Twitter in a long time. It's sometimes but, a little yeah. enlightening to see like where you've come from. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, we started from somewhere and then now we're here. But thank you for taking a quick step, uh, opening a, a day in the life of Luke Nunches. Ehrlichman, it was a pleasure. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we're going to continue this deep, deep dive on the life of Nuncha. So please stay tuned. We are back with the ever so wonderful and irreplaceable Nuncha's here on Beyond the Bracket. For those who are just tuning in, Beyond the Bracket is a weekly interview show highlighting the amazing players of the Boston fighting game community. And it is my goal to learn a little bit more about what they do when they're not mashing away in training mode or getting salty going 0-2. And, and I got to say, Nunches, you've been a real treat. And I'm excited to keep talking to you. Thank you. I'm, Having I'm a good time. Ta- being here. That's this, great. This is a great time. That is great to hear. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about... You you recently moved to L.A. for a short period, mainly for school. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was a work study through my school. So nice. I was in a dorm. Uh, no, you were like you were you were living in a dorm. Yeah. Gotcha. And what were you? What was your work study about? What were you doing? So I was actually. Um, it ended up changing. I was supposed to work for an esports uh, arena in Long Beach. And then I ended up not working out for a variety of reasons. I don't <laughs> want to slander anyone over the air. For sure. But um, I ended up. Working for Dropkick. Wow, I had a little voice crack there. That's okay, I ended you up know. Working for uh, Dropkick, which was uh, one of SoCal's FGC chapters. Mm-hmm. So it's like the traveling controller of SoCal, basically. Right. Where they would go around and host different events. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically got to do that for class credit and then took two classes. That sounds like a pretty chill semester. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, it was a little hard because I don't drive, so it was right. hard getting around. Mm-hmm. L.A. and Hollywood. Yeah, L.A. I heard is like you just you need to have a car. Yeah. For like, um, I have to say public transportation is not as bad as it gets a rap for. It's definitely, you know, not Boston, New York, Chicago transportation or anything mm-hmm. like that. But for what it covers and how far it goes, it's really not as bad as people. Okay. That's that's good to yeah. know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep put, put a little note in the back yeah. of my head that L.A. not as bad yeah. as you thought. Yeah, the bus and trains really, they can get you from point A to point B. Okay, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. As long as it's, like, relatively timely and you, you get from point A to point B, yeah. I'm generally happy. And so you got to hang out a little bit with the fighting game community over there in L.A. What, I guess, what were some of the first things that you noticed that were, like, very different? Now that you're, like, meeting new people, 
engaging with new TOs, new venues? What was something um, that you kind of were just like, oh, wow, this is definitely how we don't do things? The back- first thing I noticed right off the bat that I really resonated with mm-hmm. is people go to tournaments and especially weeklies as like a social thing. Mm-hmm. It's people go and they just go to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing people do with their friends and they go to tournaments with their friends. And it feels like more of a social gathering. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel in Boston, people just go and and it's not that they don't want to be social, mm. but I feel like they just get caught up in, you know, the grind in the grind. And it's they don't want to be f- as much want to be friends outside of the FGC as mm-hmm. they do in SoCal. It's like it's like the type of thing where, like, you know, a bunch couple people would always be together, like uh, like Jesse and uh, General Zab would always roll through together. And I don't think it's the type of thing where they would hang out to go to the tournament. They would be hanging out and be like, hey, want to roll through that tournament? It's just like a thing together mm-hmm. they would do together. And I think they're stronger because they have that friendship outside of the game together. And I think that helps them train more. Hmm, that's good to know. Okay. And that's the way I like to play fighting games too. I've always treated it more as a social thing. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, I, like, I appreciate meeting people a lot. Yeah. I think that was some of the yeah. the coolest things is going to majors and meeting a lot, new, a lot more people. Yeah. And like... Uh, I haven't been able to go to Balance Patch in a while just because um, because of work and all that. Mm-hmm. And the thing I miss the most about not going isn't not playing Street Fighter and entering tournaments. It's I miss when I would um, you know take signups, just seeing everyone, getting to see how everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. And you know it was at the point where I knew everyone's tag, everyone's name, mm-hmm. and even the people that weren't playing Street Fighter, I knew you know their tag, who they played, mm-hmm. you know what they were having issues with. Like I'd go to some Blaze player who I you know wouldn't ever really talked to and I'd be like oh you learning to block that cross up and it's like <laughs> it's like I just liked knowing a little bit about someone and just being able to see everyone's face seeing oh, how yeah. everyone's doing and like you know I really don't care that I haven't really played Street Fighter in three months but I miss that I haven't seen the FGC in so right because those are those are yeah. those are friends no matter yeah, what no, whether or not they're considering you friend but yeah. they're they're all yeah. We're all, you know, people. Yeah, and, and I don't like that. A lot of people in Boston, I feel like, have this mentality where they go to grind and they don't care about these people. All the other fighting game people are just, you know, competition for them, which I feel like is an attitude that a lot of people have. And I feel like we're friends, you know, we're in this crazy community where we play competitive video games together. Mm-hmm. You know, why not grab a beer after work or after a tournament, hang out, oh, see yeah. a movie together, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I would say I. I like to hang out with the homies every so often. I think um, there there are some people who definitely abide by the, you know, we're just trying to hang out because I think there's some people who who like to go there. No, they're not going to do well, but just go because they like to, yeah, to hang out. I like that mentality. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So when you were in L.A., what um, you first of all, you were grilling steaks over there. I think I just grilled the one because um, I really didn't like being out on the um, mm-hmm. on the like patio where the grill was because I just didn't like being in public because I right. don't like Emerson students. Right, I'm I'm okay at saying that publicly on the air. <laughs> yeah, you you'll slander the, the college. The yikes! Yeah, Brianna yeah. um, Brack does not endorse any of this slander. Yeah. That's okay. So I kind of tried to keep to myself when I was on campus because I really don't get along with a lot of the Emerson uh, community. And yeah, so I would try and just more keep to myself. And That's okay. And then find your ways yeah. out to the FGC events yeah. where you felt a little bit yeah. more comfortable. Um, I guess the one thing I wish I was able to make more Wednesday night fights, I only made two or three. Mm-hmm. I think I got seventh at one, which was my best. But Nice. Uh, did, you get really to, did you get to reunite with uh, Steve? I did, yeah. Steve and I also we hung out a bit um, outside of fighting games, and and, and nice Daniel was, is over there too. Did you get to 
Yeah, uh, Dan Collette actually, him, we're like great friends now. I'm sure he'll be listening to this eventually. Yeah, he's been, uh, we hung out a lot and did some degenerate stuff. Oh my. I shaved my head on Thanksgiving. That was fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, for what reason? Um, it's a long story. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's this weird thing that kind of happened. So, um, I think this was more subconscious. Like, I, I wasn't actively thinking this, but um, I started seeing this girl from Emerson in LA and after like second third date I knew it really just like wasn't gonna work out mm-hmm. but I was just too shy to break up with her myself oh no I just couldn't do it so you're, you're being she, too nice guy she basically invited herself to like Thanksgiving with Dan and again I was too shy to say no even though that made me like super uncomfortable yeah so somehow shaving my head came up and I thought that she would think I was, like, crazy and want to dump me if I just, like, got my head shaved. But that was, like, subconscious. Like, more I was just, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> my jaw's kind of dropping at this logic, but keep talking. But, like, um, for some reason, shaving my head had come up. Do you know Salio? Um, I don't know. probably him. wouldn't know. Uh, he was another great friend of mine who really... I think he made me as good at Street Fighter as I am today. He really, like, coached me beyond what I knew when I was in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely thank my level up for him. But for some reason, shaving my head came up and we were going to do it at CPT finals. I forget how that came up. It was some weird conversation we probably had after a couple mm-hmm. drinky poos. Um, and then he said he wasn't going to go to Capcom and I was like, well, you got to shave my head today. And then for some reason, Dan was like, dude, I want to shave his head. <laughs> so it was just a perfect storm of them shaving my head. So were there two razors going on at once? No, it was awful. Actually, Dan, oh, gosh. all Dan had was a little like beard trimmer. Oh no. So he was just, and it was getting caught. My scalp was bleeding. Yeah. Oh my god! I am so sorry. Yeah. I I I know that feeling. I, I I have like an electric, you know, beard yeah. like trimmer, and sometimes a little hair gets caught yeah. and it hurts. So that was just on my scalp. Ouch, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, your hair's back and it looks great. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I was shocked because this is the second time you shaved your head because you yes. shaved your head before you moved out. Um, yes. So uh, my last day at Balance Patch. Um, they invited me over. Mm-hmm. It was my last shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, they shaved my head. A little thing to remember Balance Patch by. And then you shaved it again to yep. remember this. Yeah, I guess I remember LA or something. Something like more. that. Yeah. And no, she did not end up dumping me after. Did she like, uh, like it or she was just confused? She just thought it was like weird. or I don't know. Because I think she liked that I was like cool and like you know i wasn't like the other emerson dudes something i don't know <laughs> you're not like all the other kids yeah. all the other boys yeah so that well, was something i had to deal with yeah i think i think when it comes to those issues it's just yeah you gotta handle them up, do, straight I, up I up front do it man uh, it's okay we, we we go through some yeah. tough times that we don't know how to handle that's why you have yeah. friends to help you out Thanks. and do goofy Thanks. things um what were some of your other like sort of favorite things that you were able to do in la that you were never able to do like living in boston um, the food was absolutely fantastic. Okay. Um, it's like eating food here. I just like nothing compares. Nothing like, compares um, really. Like, is was there like a particular style of food that was really good, or is it? Um, it just feels like everything you would get anywhere mm-hmm. that wasn't like a chain place. Even like the chain place where like In and Out is so good. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember there was just like a dollar taco truck right by my dorm where oh you my. could go. It was just a taco truck, and you could get for a dollar you could get tacos that are better than anything at any gourmet restaurant you would get in Boston. I'm with and it. And I would go to these little like curry shops and sushi places and just everything was so good. Um, I, I'll definitely have to ask uh, Ji Yoon about this because she just had her experience in LA yeah. and from what I can tell she had a very good time and 
I kind of want to experience. I want to experience California, but I don't know what to do. I've never been that far. I've got to. I gone to Vegas, but I never made the the huge jump over there. So I'm definitely looking for advice. So you you say the food's super tight. Yeah. What were some other um, particular I awesome to a things? Beach for the. Fr- I've never been to a beach before. Okay, good thing um, you didn't go to Boston Beach because those yeah. are lame. So yeah, I've heard you made the right so choice. So I went to Venice and Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Venice Beach was crazy. I felt like I was in like a '90s teen movie or something. <laughs> I just like it felt surreal being in there. Um, and what and yeah. what aspect did it make it feel like that? It surreal? just felt like there were so many people that I'm just like I can't believe these people actually exist they feel like they felt like stereotypes of west coast people that east coast people made where it's just like people chilling doing like a drum circle and like people with like like surfing hairs hair down to their waist like surfing like 40 year olds just surfing like smoking on the beach and it's just like it just blew my mind that these people were real and like so maybe they're not stereotypes they're just yeah no they're real they're just real archetypes (laughs) interesting okay so beaches are tight the food's tight anything else that you, if I were to make it down to LA, I'd have to do. I mean, the fighting, the FGC, of course. Okay, I mean, yeah, I would yeah. do, I would, of course, have to, like, visit, like, one uh, day. What else? I have to say, overall, um, I don't think I really got to experience LA as much as I would have liked to, mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was stuck in Hollywood, which I didn't love, and I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm thinking, what else? Oh, yeah, the food, the beaches, um... That's okay. We'll we'll yeah, well, we'll add I some liner I'm notes gonna, later. I'm say that's probably all I got. That's okay because I would think as long as you have like some fun yeah. and some good food, that's pretty much all you really need yeah. to have a good time in a certain place. So, with that, we are kind of making it to the end of our show, and I'm really sad we were having such a great conversation. Uh, but I wish we could go another hour. I wish we could too because I feel like I could talk to you for days. Same. And uh, I hope that this is not the last time we see each other. For sure. I don't think I'm leaving anytime super soon. So That is good to hear. And I hope that we get to hang out a little bit. Do because you know, we're not I feel like we're not just fighting game friends. For sure. We're for good sure. friends. We I don't even think we've ever played fighting games together, have we? I don't think I don't we think, actually no, yeah, no. Actually yeah, because you play Street Fighter and I play yeah. Marvel, so we never had yeah. to, which I guess is a testament yeah, to a good thing. So yeah. actually we only played um Minesweeper together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a competitive Minesweeper player, if anyone uh was wondering. Yeah. That's like a weird time. I wish we had more time to play this, but I'm very like uh, these like random obscure games. I'm like very good. At, I'm very good at Uno. Like if anyone in a tournament is trying to money match me in Uno, like you're gonna get. What about Connect Four? I will play you in Connect Four. I'm can my Connect Four game is a little weak. Uh, Nelvom, the yeah. other. Uh, yeah. I was in LA and we played online uh, Connect Four, and he was bodying me. <laughs> I felt like decent about my Connect Four game, but like he was putting me in the dirt. Yeah, so. I we we recently on at the radio station here had a, a big Connect Four bracket for all of, like, the students and, like, radio DJs. Uh, I got, like, fourth, I think. Did I you made... pop off? No, I, I, I got popped off on because oh. I cause I got fourth, so I lost to the, the student named Angelina, and I had the strategy in my head, and I was ready to put the piece down where I was like, oh, if I do this, then she's going to do that, and then I'm going to win. And then I didn't calculate, so I was rushing. I rushed in, yep. you know, wasn't checking it's my like chess, you know? yeah. And I put the piece down, and then she screamed, "Oh, you're so stupid!" And I was like, "What?" And then she dropped the piece, and I lost. And yeah. she popped off, and I was full of shame. But be, man. that's a different story for yeah. a different time. We're gonna have to wrap things up, unfortunately. So heartbroken. Do you have any final shout outs that you would want to give to anybody? Do you need something to tell something tea to anybody out uh, listening out west? At home, uh, yeah, out west. Um, I guess out to Salu, Dan, and Alex from Dropkick. If you're listening, and then out here in Boston, I want to shout out Draken, Burkish, Hambam, and Lucky D. 
Uh, I really wish I could come out to Balance Patch more. It's just uh, hard with work and life commitments. I'm done with school early May, so hopefully I can start coming out then. But I really miss you, and I uh, want the rest of the FGC to know it's nothing personal that I'm not coming <laughs> out. It's just uh, getting bodied by life right now. That'll happen. That'll happen. Well, thank you again. Nunch is your real treat. Everyone, please join us again next week. We're going to have another amazing guest for Beyond the Bracket. He actually just mentioned his name. We're going to have the amazing Berkish joining us, top-level Street Fighter 5 player. <coughs> and we're going to chat it up about who knows what. So please stay tuned. The again, NEC champ. The NEC champ. So please uh, stick around. We'll be up- uploading all of our episodes onto Spotify and SoundCloud. So you can always search on Beyond the Bracket on either platform and find all of our previous episodes there if you are looking to do that. So with that, we're going to play you off. And thank you again and catch you next week.